When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Taylor Podcast. This week we have a Manny Machado extension, new rules in spring training, and book club right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brad. If you're new here, and then our other host here is Brig on my left. How are you this afternoon, Brig? Exuberant. How are you? Exuberant. I yes. think that's a great word. Thank I you. am exuberant and very happy to be here. Very excited for this show. Very excited for this upcoming week that we have. Uh, things are just going to get better over the next few weeks, Brig, and I'm oh, yeah. I'm in a good place right now. So very good. Out. Very happy about this. <laughs> All right. As am okay. I. <laughs> we have like seriously a ton that we want to talk about. But we have a limited time window, so we got to get into it. So first things first, Manny Machado has signed an extension with the San Diego Padres this coming after last week when he said, nope, they offered me one extension, didn't meet the deadline. I'm going to test free agency next offseason. Apparently, money does indeed talk. So here we are. Manny Machado talking this time. It is spitting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. He got 11 years, $350 million. He will retire a San Diego Padre. There are no yes. opt-outs, full no-trade clause, which I think is smart for these guys. They, Like I said last week, the one, like, one of the big things that they're looking for is consistency and stability. And somebody who has done contract work, that is something that you love. It's consistency and stability. <laughs> I That's know it's right. a little bit different, but still. Right, it's not that much different. <laughs> what do you think, though, Brig? Do you think that the Padres made a good move signing Machado till age forty-one here? Yep. Do you? I do too. I mean, we talked about it last <laughs> week. He's going to age. He has the potential to age really well in the league. Age naturally yep. in the well league, or in I the agree. league well. If I can talk, maybe it's too early for me to be able to talk. I maybe think. it's too early. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Anyway, no, so that's a good deal for the Padres who continue to, as we talked about before, spend money. Um, We're going to talk about spending money right now, actually. Lead us off. Take it on, Take it away, Brig. Uh, so, let's talk about some money for us. So I was doing a little researchings, okay? Oh. I know. I got sitting down and thinking about stuff, and I started digging up information. So this is what happens when Brig does his little forensic searching stuffs. Uh, according to Spotrack, 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 whatever you want to call them, it's a terrific website that I just learned about, Brad. Have you been there? <laughs> I think I've been there for something, but I can't. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it. I don't know. Don't, because you might get lost. Okay? You might get all lostified in there. I did a <laughs> bunch of digging in there, and I came up with some really fun information. Um, I was tipped off to this by, I think, I don't know which news channel was looking for MLB news. Anyway, 30 teams, all 30 Major League Baseball teams combined 
to hand out contracts worth more than $4.5 billion with 131 free agent signing deals. The free agent signings alone uh, were 30 or $3.7 billion worth. So much money. Now, okay, eight of those players signed deals worth at least $162 million. And I thought it would be fun to talk about who those players are. <laughs> Just so That's we can kind of track idea. the money. Remember, we always say follow the money. Well, yeah. let's follow the money. Brandon Nimmo, free agent, signed with $162 million. Carlos Rodon. Free agent, $162 million. All these guys right now are free agents. Dansby Swanson, $177 million. Jacob deGrom, $185 million. Carlos Correa, $200 million. Boy, does that put, th- put things into perspective a little bit. Where we were like, well, I was getting bottom of the barrel pricing on this. No, absolutely not. Xander Bogarts, $280 million. Trey Turner, $300 million. Count of how many shortstops are in there, by the way. And Aaron Judge tops the list off at $360 million. So that got me thinking. Well, first of all, Brad, what do you have to say about those free agent deals? Well, one thing, you, you brought up the shortstops. I mean, I remember um, growing up and taking a baseball class in college because I could, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, it's always strong up the middle, and your shortstop is up the middle shortstops yeah. and and second baseman just because they can kind of go back and forth right like the last year the red sox paid a whole bunch of money for trevor story to play second base for him want to be for strong sure. up the middle so i think that that says a lot about it aaron judge could be a center fielder once again strong up the middle right or as it they're discussing true. they're moving him to left field at some reps we're getting him reps at left field right now. It's the first step for the for an outfielder to go to first base is to play left field. Yeah, that's what you've been saying. <laughs> super, super interesting. We saw Juan Soto also get some reps in left field this spring training so far. Well, and we've we've seen Judge take take balls at first base, not during games, but during practice. Practice, yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. And he's big enough. That his reach will it will void out any of that right-handed, left-handed. <laughs> he, would be the, right, he would be the biggest first baseman in the league forever, <laughs> forever, ever, ever in the history. Like, of I don't all know. Time. I don't know why they weren't just like. I don't care what position you play right now. We're teaching you how to play first base because that's a no-brainer. Maybe they Super have done. quietly been doing that for years, and we just Maybe. didn't know. I don't I know. know. <laughs> it's fascinating, though. All right, so then let's get back to the money. So then I wanted to start start looking at extensions because the Manny Machado extension is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, where's the rest of the money going? So these are just veteran extensions. And I wanted to just toggle anything above $100 million. So Manny Machado tops the list at $350 million. These are just extensions this year. That's it. They're 2023 extensions. $350 million to Machado. Rafael Devers was extended $313.5 million. You Darvish got one, 108, and Joe Musgrove got a clean $100 million. That's the top five in, or four, I think that's four, whatever. Don't talk to me about math while I'm talking about math. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> I'm talking about numbers. I'm talking about numbers. <laughs> that's the top four. 
the vet the veterans that are, have just been extended. Yeah. That's just this season. And then I was like, well, okay, what about arbitration extensions, right? That would be Luis Castillo got 108 million, Jordan Alvarez got 115, and Austin Riley got 325. It's kind of funny out of that group that I I guess Austin Riley's got more years under his belt, but the fact that he's got that much more money than the other two, it's insane. And I know Austin Riley had a great, great year last year. We talked about how great of a player he is, but man, Luis Castillo is a stud. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a outright stud. dominant pitcher, and Jordan Alvarez is a monster. Is and- a, is a, is a rut row <laughs> problem constantly? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? The Mariners and Astros got steals out of those guys compared to what the yeah. Braves paid for Austin Riley. Totally. Anyway. I think the you Darvish Joe Musgrove deals make a lot of sense, but. That yeah. explains the gap in the veteran extensions. Yep. Well, and you Darvish, I think it's cool because he got what a six-year deal, and he said after that he's so. like, "I never thought I'd get a six-year deal like that." Yeah. Like good for him. Yeah. Cash super duper. Get exactly what he or more than what he wanted. That's super cool. Yeah. Super cool. For yeah, him. it's exciting. Well, and he's kind of earned it, right? He's been around for long enough to have yeah. proven himself. Joe Musgrove's yeah. the same way, you know. Yeah. Yep. Exactly right. Um, but again, more look at this. There's more of this shortstop presence on these lists, and I just thought that was so interesting. I'm glad you caught the same thing because, yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah, I think it's a real thing. And Manny Machado, yeah, he's a he's a third baseman, but he used to be a shortstop, you know. Yeah, exactly. And he's kind of the right now. He's one of the two big anchors in that lineup, offensive anchors in that lineup. You know, no so doubt. you got to if you want to keep him around, obviously you've got to pay him, and I think it makes a bunch of sense, like we said before. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, hold on. Let's talk about payroll. Let's just look at payroll. Because you always hear all this payroll disparity and the payroll this and the Steve Cohen that and all the Dar- the Dodgers are doing this and whatever. And I was like, all right, let's just break it down. So I got the data for you here, baseball family. Team payroll, this is a real-time number. This means Manny Machado's numbers are included in this, okay? Which is cool. You can get that at that website I can't pronounce. (laughs) (laughs) The league average in payroll right in the middle is 146.9 million. 146.9 million. The top five clubs are, in ascending order, the Dodgers at number five. Their combined 40-man roster costs them $217.6 million. The Padres come in at number four, 40-man roster cost them $219 million. The Phillies, number three, with $231.6 million. The Yankees, 267.9, no surprise there. And the number one spot is now owned by the Mets. Their 40-man roster cost them $336 million as of this So much money. That's crazy. (laughs) And so I don't know if you saw this break, but last I saw today, actually, um, the the Mets were down 12 to four to I can't remember who they were playing today in the in the ninth inning. The game was on ESPN. Oh, and I understand it's spring training. They didn't have any of their big names pitching today. And it's literally meaningless baseball because like for fans, it's just to get your fix. Right. I don't hold anything, any stock in any spring training result. But it it was on ESPN. 
if I'm yeah. Steve Cohen, I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, you couldn't have put together a more competitive roster with all the money I'm paying for these guys on a nationally televised game. Nobody's going to see those games on MLB TV. Nobody can see 90% of our spring training games. But we're on ESPN today, and you give up to the far one in. <laughs> I would have been so mad. That is <laughs> exactly the right answer. We look like fools today. I don't care that it's spring training. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I think you nailed I, it. That is exactly the right answer. Just like that. I was laughing so hard when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was so funny. Like I said, it's spring training. It doesn't mean anything. But I just matter. imagine there's something going on in his brain just like, you can't put together a better. Yeah. The one day we're on ESPN this whole month. So what I think is interesting is that the Mets payroll – could almost have paid for Manny Machado's entire contract. <laughs> Jesus. Like, let's just put that perspective in there. It's a it's a big deal. Um okay. Let's go to the bottom five in the league. Okay. The teams with the lowest payroll in the league are in descending order. The Reds with $70.6 million in payroll. The Rays pay their entire 40-man roster for $64 million. Insane. The Pirates pay their entire 40-man roster $60.7 million. The Orioles, $50.6. And the Athletics pay their entire 40-man roster just a hair more than Aaron Judge's average annual value. At 40.9. So dumb. Aaron Judge is in one year being paid as much, almost as much as the entire Oakland Athletics 40 man roster. That means that when Aaron Judge gets to first base against the Athletics, he's making more than everybody on that field combined, maybe double this year. Totally. That's ridiculous. That is exactly the right kind of math. That's insane. It's how dumb, is that especially, possible? Especially for a team. And I understand, like we talked about this yesterday, but obviously the people listening, we're not part of the conversation. Most of them. Um, we talked about this yesterday that Oakland is not like a terrible market, right? Like I no. understand it's not San Francisco, right? You're not getting everything. The giants are as far as TV market goes, but your owner has some money. You know, right. Well, a couple billion from what we've been told, right? He's 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 got money that he can spend. He just doesn't do it. He's just not willing it. to spend his money on the team, and it's stupid. It I shouldn't be allowed. It really shouldn't, shouldn't be allowed. Be allowed. I, I like, agreed. Major League Baseball should almost be like, okay, if you're going to get a new stadium, like you're not going to reap the benefits of this. You're either going to pay for this or you're going to sell the team to somebody who is willing to put a competitive product on the field. I understand that there's the whole thing with like building through your farm system, and I'm sure baseball wants. Like Major League Baseball especially wants teams to do that because like we're spending money on affiliates down in Minor League Baseball. We want you to spend the money and or put in the effort to build a team through yeah. your farm system. The Rays yeah. have shown that it's possible. Correct. But they're also spending $24 million more almost yeah. than what the A's are this year. And that's ridiculous. I don't understand why I it's don't possible. Get it either. But even the Reds are not like spending a ton of money because we know we saw the graphic last year that Ken Griffey Jr. is still on that payroll. Right. And he's like the fifth highest paid player. 
I don't understand. I, it's bananas to me that these these rich people want to be part of the elitist rich club. And I, I guess I get that part of it because that's something rich people do. Yeah, but at yeah, the same yeah. time, though, if you're going to have an expensive hobby, you've got to be willing to shell out the money for that hobby. Right. This is like, okay, so I really would like to get into a special kind of competition shooting that I think would just be fun. And it would be like showing up to the competition with no ammo, being like, oh, you know, I think I can do this with like a box of rounds. And that's it. Everybody else is carting in like, you've seen these guys, they cart in these huge gorilla cases and pelican cases full of ammo and cleaning equipment. They got like their whole nights and weekends that's all they do right right yeah and that's how steve cohen looks he looks like the dude who's backing (laughs) his gear in on a flatbed truck he's probably got a camper he's gonna be there all weekend he's probably on the board in the some committee for rules and maybe a couple days to get there yeah dude and then there's then there's the other guys who are like i got my grandpa had some rounds and i borrowed those and um I'm, I'm, this is my dad's weapon. I don't know where I got it or where he got it. <laughs> That's how it feels like in, in Oakland right now. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, it's frustrating. All right. There you go. There's the money. And I thought it would be interesting to dig it up and make it very plain. Right. And here's part of the problem with this right here is that MLBPA president tony clark has said we are never going to agree on a salary cap and part of the problem with that like you can't be like oh well if they're not going to agree on a salary cap that just means that the mets are going to be able to spend no it also means because with a salary cap comes a salary floor so they're never going to agree on a salary floor either because that's part of the problem too that they're not going to be have to force the a's to spend 60 million dollars a year to put a competitive team on the field right that's that's the big problem with never being able to agree on a salary cap um but they're they put together, we talked a little bit about this last week, the, the MLB Economic Reform Committee. Um, yeah. It's comprised solely of owners, which <laughs> I just found whole, that out. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> did you did you know that until today? <laughs> I think I saw it the first time. Which is like, that might have been why I just like deleted because I was so mad. Just like scrolled right away. I'm like, get out of here with that garbage. I learned that today, Brad. And I was like, <laughs> what? What? That. It's, it's not like uh, an independent agency. I thought maybe there would be some mid, at least some mixing of players association folks. And at least have some former folks. players in there. Like you don't Couple have to have of, active guys because you don't yes. necessarily want them, but get some former players in there. Players nope. need a voice, right? Yeah. No, it's all owners. <laughs> yeah. But here's the other thing We're too, though, fix is it. Tony Clark about this said that it's focused on how best to depress players' salaries. That's the underlying theme there. And it kind of is, right? Because they're like, because owners are really upset about the Mets. And owners have been upset about the Yankees for decades. Oh, yeah. And so and I get that. I get the complaint is that they're like, well, we don't have the money to spend. Like, okay, we don't have, you don't have to have the money to spend, but you do have money to spend. You need to spend that money. That's the yeah, problem. You, we're not asking you to spend $336 million. No, not at all. Not at all. Let we're them, let them throw spend... that money down the drain because they're not going to win the World Series anyway. Right. Seattle is, right? Yes, so... exactly. <laughs> so Seattle, let, let me look. While you're doing that, I'll look. Seattle's like right in the middle, to be honest with you. It's got to be that closer to that 140. They're really close to that 140. But, um, but a little note, I mean, I, many of us know this, the MLB is the only major sport in North America without the without like a 
formal salary cap. Yeah. Um, but Major League Baseball is also the sport with the most parity in it. Yeah, and part of it is because baseball is random, but you don't get it in the NFL. You certainly don't get it in the NBA. You've never gotten it in the NBA. Okay, are so, you ready? Yeah. Seattle's 40-man roster right now costs $129.8 million. It's like, what, 17? It's uh, 18th. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought they were pretty close to the middle there. So, yeah. And that's the thing that's crazy is that, like, even being right in the middle, it's still like, well, they could still spend some more money that they didn't spend this offseason. They could have. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a whole thing. It is a whole thing, Brig. And we're going to continue to see it until they come up with a viable solution. And apparently, salary cap is not the solution because they're never going to agree on one. No, they're not. The problem is that I think, and this was reported as well, if you listen to Tony, um, he sees this as as early stage positioning for the next CBA agreement uh, negotiations. Ugh, yeah. And he's right. Like, we already have to talk about that. And it's going to be a problem. The last time a salary cap was a huge problem, 1994. Yeah. Yep. So, rut row. I know. Yeah, I know. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk okay. about rule changes in spring training because we've been talking about them for quite a while now, and we got to see them actually in full force over the weekend. Um, Showed up. The one in particular that really made the most noise, obviously, because it's the biggest change, is the size of the bases. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> like, said a word about the size of the bases. Everybody's making a big deal about it. And like, oh, look at Jose Altuve. It looks like an ant on those new bases. <laughs> Nobody said a word about the big bases, and I knew it. I knew it, Frank. I knew it all. <laughs> no, it's the pitch clock. They are saying things about the size of the bases, but we'll get to that later, Brad. <laughs> I haven't seen a thing about the size of the bases. All right, let's well, talk pitch clock, Frank. Everybody's got their panties in a twist over the pitch clock. Right. Okay. Now, let's recap the rule here real quick. Players have 30 seconds between batters to resume play. 15 seconds. Pitchers have 15 seconds to throw the pitch with nobody on base. 20 seconds with a runner on base. Yep. That's to start your delivery. As soon as that front foot comes up, it doesn't matter what the clock's at anymore. Um, the pitcher starts when – or the, the clock starts when the pitcher gets the ball again, and then hitters have to be in the box, alert, facing with their – Eyes toward the pitcher. Eyes eight pitcher. seconds left yeah. on the clock, or else it's an automatic strike. If there's a violation for the pitcher, it's an automatic ball. I actually saw one today while I was watching a game, and the pitcher just laughed. He's like, "Well, I lost track. I wasn't watching. <laughs> Sorry, man." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "My bad." And this is the thing is like the pitchers, if they can own it, there's like, "Well, all right, I guess I got to throw a competitive pitch this next time." So right, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, hitters will only get one timeout per plate appearance, and pitchers only get two free pickoff attempts on the third. They have to get the runner, or it is a balk. I well, they are allowed two disengagements. Is what okay, so they can out. step off. They, they, they can step off. Pick off they but... can pick off. Let me see. I got it right here. Hold on. Yeah. It's uh, pickoff attempts, mm -hmm. fake pickoff attempts. Step yeah. off the rubber for any reason or defensive timeout calls. Yeah. Yeah. And the third a violation, a, a violation is a balk unless a runner advances on the play. Oh, then it resets. Fascinating. Unless it won't be a balk. So if if dude attempts a pickoff on that third one and misses and the ball goes behind first base, 
yeah. and the runner advances to second, it doesn't count as a balk. And that would make sense because he gets second base anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, not a big deal. Okay. Um, so, Brig, before we get too far into this, what are your what are your first impressions of the pitch clock? Well, it's definitely an adjustment. It is fast. <laughs> it is fast. <laughs> and we were talking about it, and you said it feels like rushed. And I was like, no, it feels urgent. <laughs> like, it does feel urgent. <laughs> every at bat feels like an emergency. <laughs> like, <laughs> emergency. I'm like, this is not a drill. Like, Everybody be ready. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I can't stop watching. I feel like you know that. Do you ever see that movie with Mel Gibson where they taped his eyelids open? Was that Ransom or whatever? Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. how I felt. I was like, holy crap! I can't stop watching. But that's the point, right? That's the yes. point. You it's know, working. Like, I don't have time to scroll Facebook between every pitches, every pitch anymore. I cannot hang mm-hmm. out on TikTok anymore while I watch games. I have to be actively engaged in watching mm-hmm. the game now. Which I don't have a problem with that. I it would rather working. keep my phone away anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 pretty uh it's it's gonna be interesting to see how long it takes us to adjust as mm-hmm. fans to being like, oh yeah, I remember when we used to not have to worry about this. Um because yeah. that day will come. That the day will come. Right, exactly. But we it's like I said it last be... time, there hasn't always been a play clock in football, there hasn't always been a shot clock in basketball. Right, right. But and they're better listen, for it. Listen, I predict right now that this will never just float away on the breeze like mound visit limitations did. <laughs> Do you remember when everybody was up in arms about <laughs> mound visit limitations? You don't even, even notice anymore. Even we were like, oh, oh, no. Yeah. I'm not so sure. Yeah. And now yeah. we're like, what? They limited mound visits? You, you, you don't even notice it. You don't even never, notice it. Never. Never. Yeah. So the, I predict that this is not going to behave that way. The, the fans' engagement with the game will always hinge now on the clock. It is going to be a focal point moving forward. So this is one thing that I really appreciate about it too, is what do you do when watching a football game? That play clock gets down to two seconds. One second. What are you doing? Start the screaming TV. at the TV. Yes. Yeah. There's yes. one more reason to yell, and I am I so see, excited about it. And I. That's what I think too. And it's the same with stolen bases. If you're like, go, go, go. He's going. He's going. He's going. I more of that, please. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, is the perfect cocktail to bring me that? Is what I want. <laughs> Come October, Brig, and that play and that pitch clock gets down to two seconds. Stadiums will be losing their freaking minds especially in a 2-2 count throw the ball oh it's gonna be so much fun actually yeah yeah Yeah, it'll be great and like i said i i was i was really really skeptical at the beginning but watching it now i'm like i can't get enough of it i really like the pitch clock and i understand people don't because it's different because baseball is not supposed to have a clock that's True. what sets it apart. What makes it different? It, there's no clock, and the defense has the ball. Those are the two things that set baseball apart from every other sport. But this clock is making it, like you said, urgent. That's I have urgent. an urgency to watch every single pitch now. That I can't be like, yeah, all right, do whatever. Oh, he's getting ready to throw. Okay. I used to have it, oh, it so. Is. I used to have the the like because I knew who was pitching. I used to know how how long to flip back and forth between other channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could go to a different game and be like, 
Uh-huh. Check in. Okay, I got to go back. Because I know how long that pitcher's rhythm yeah. takes. Yeah. I By like the third inning, I had both pitchers down well enough that I could scroll my phone and look up just as he's lifting up his foot. Pretty much every single time. Every yeah. time. Just And then you look up. Yeah. There it is. I can do it at the ballpark, too. I'll be having a conversation, and then I'll turn. Mm-hmm. And then snap. It hits the glove, and I'm like, okay, back to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Those days are gone. Yeah, we live in a new violent baseball world. <laughs> Nobody's safe. Nobody. <laughs> so, Brig, you found this an SB Nation post-apocalyptic post- baseball, Brad. <laughs> Just waiting for the waiting for the tumbleweed to roll across the outfield. Yeah, some Back blind guys carrying the Bible. <laughs> So, Brig, you found this poll by SB Nation said that 68% of fans like this rule. Yeah. And I'm sure that the other 32% are like, who are you talking to who yeah, like this rule? Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely true. No, I'm true. part of that 68%. I, I like it. I really enjoy it. I, I'm not. I'm in the half percent that hasn't decided yet. I'm going to okay. be honest with you. All right. I think no, so I, I, I sorry, like what I've seen, mm-hmm. but... I don't know if I like how I feel. You know what I mean? Like I gotta be. I don't know. See, I think it's gonna stay, I'm pretty. Though. I'm generally a pretty laid back person. I don't get a lot of anxiety, but I really enjoy the anxiety of sports. Yeah, maybe because right, it's not yeah. part of my everyday life that I enjoy it. So give me more anxiety in sports, and I'm okay with it. Very makes cool. Me, makes me feel alive. You know. <laughs> yes, it's because it's violent. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is absolutely violent. Um, so average spring training games in 20, 21 and 22 were about three hours long. And so far they've gone down to about two and a half hours, which is fine. Um, and right. I think that we will still three, see three hour games cause we're going to see the slug fests, right? Yep. Where there are a bunch of runs scored. It's going to take a team forever to get three outs in an inning and we'll still get long games. We're not right. going to feel like I talk, I've talked a few times about how we went to a game in 2017 in Seattle. Was the Mariners and Yankees? It was a one to zero game. Game was over in two hours and one minute. Right, I felt robbed. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think that's going to happen. Like that. Yeah, because the clock's going to work both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will normalize everything. Mm-hmm. It won't just rush everything. It's gonna. It's yeah. gonna equalize. Yep, exactly right. And one more thing on this on the pitch clock. As far as like the changes and everything, it's this is according to CBS Sports. If MLB averages regular season games at two hours and thirty at two hours and thirty nine minutes, it will be the shortest games have averaged since nineteen eighty four. Bazinga! So that's that's something new for us to experience, apparently. Well, yeah, because apparently games got way longer after the twenty eleven changes. Um. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, this this is like a whole new generation of mm-hmm. baseball. Well, the thing that's everybody. funny about it too is that the rules state that there's a like a specific amount of time. Like the the rule itself isn't new. What's right. new is the enforcement of yes. it. That they're actually like forcing guys to limit the amount of time that it takes them to throw the pitch. Right. And so that's that's one thing. But so but they're engaging the fans at the same time. Right. And that part, I think, is a stroke of genius. I did not see that coming. Honestly. Well, they need to do it more. I did not see the byproduct of, of the excitement and the screaming and the ang- the anxiety around it. That I, I don't know why, but that was an unforeseen thing for me. And it has proven to be very effective. 
Yeah, I didn't think about it until that first that first game over the weekend. Um, but my last thing with it is one of the problems that a lot of people had, we're going to get into some violations here in a minute, but there was, I think it was on Saturday, the Braves game. Yeah, it's down there. It's on there. No, the Braves and Red Sox. Uh, that yeah. game ended with a with a violation. Third call strike on Cal Conley. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of people were really upset. Like, even um, Jeff Passan, he tweeted something about, like, this is today's baseball. It's like, okay, but isn't there a, a clock rundown? Like, isn't there supposed to be, like, a mandatory clock runoff if there's a um, if there's a, a delay of game penalty in, like, the last two minutes in an NFL game? So, technically, the game can end on a delay of game penalty in the NFL, too. All right. You know, so I do think they need to address this. What would you what would you suggest though? I mean, at that <clears> point though, like I understand the the moment, you know, like especially right there where it's a tie game in the bottom right. of the ninth inning, you know, like it takes a, a little bit to count. get yourself composed, but at the same time though, like you got the clock. Here, and that's part the of the deal. game now. Yeah, but this was a spring training game and we can all shrug this off. We're not going to be able to shrug this thing, this situation off very much longer. I think that if if they're smart, Major League Baseball takes the next 24 hours and figures out how to, you know, war games away around this situation where there's a caveat or some sort of stipulation, and they implement it now while everyone is still adjusting to all the other new. If they try to implement something by the All-Star break, then it's going to mess with everything. Yeah, it would. It really would. But at the same time, <clears throat> this is their adjustment period. This is for them to be like, oh, they're serious about it. They will end a game on it. We ended a game on, That's we ended a, a playoff point. series on a check swing. Yeah. You know, so you, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah. That's a really good point. There is a certain toe the line mentality going on as well. Yeah. Because these is. umpires, you can tell, you watch the umpires, they're like not even messing around at all oh yeah well like like i had talked about that they're <clears throat> i thought it'd be better if they enforced it more like the play clock in the nfl than the shot clock in the nba it's yeah. a shot clock in the nba type of thing yeah you there is no wiggle room for this rule not not at all which brings me to the, the reason the cal Connolly situation is so interesting is because i think we've seen a lot of batters do this they look at the catcher, right? They get in the box. They're, they're looking at the catcher. They're watching to see when he's ready, and then they turn to the pitcher. Um, and that's what he reported as doing. He said he was looking at the, the guy, he was the catcher, and the catcher was standing in the box, in the catcher's box, in, in behind the plate, hmm. um, which prompted uh, everyone to ask, like, what's the rule for the catcher? Apparently, yeah. the catcher only needs to be behind the plate does not need to be in his squat he doesn't have to be mm -hmm. ready but by by nine seconds the catcher has to be behind the plate standing or otherwise it does not matter um and so that's what happened is that um yeah he was watching the catcher the catcher was in his proper position by the nine second mark and then one second ticked by and he wouldn't he wasn't ready with eyes on the pitcher that's what happened well, you know, you know what we say at my house. What? Worry about yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's what we say at my house. Yeah, yeah, that should yeah. be the rule. Worry about yourself. Get in the yeah. box. Get ready. Whether the catcher's ready or not, doesn't that's matter on him because right. that's going to affect the pitcher too. But if you get ready, then because you shouldn't be looking at the catcher anyway. In my opinion. Nah, I'm just it used saying, to be that I was grounds for getting hit. I don't know, but, man. 
Pretty know. interesting situation. It is really interesting. But the first violation was Manny Machado. And uh, <laughs> I think he said he's going to have a lot of 1 0 count or 01 counts this year. <laughs> <laughs> he's After like, the I don't game. care. Yeah. I don't care. I don't know. He'll get around to it. It'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. Um, Max Scherzer said, really the power, the, really the power the pitcher has now, I can totally dictate pace, Scherzer said Sunday after his spring training debut. Uh, the rule change of the hitter having only one timeout changes the complete dynamic of the hitter and pitcher dynamic. I love it. That's trouble anytime Max is happy. For batters, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you know all the other pitchers in the league are going to jump all behind this bandwagon. They're going to be like, oh, what is Max doing up in that wizard brain of his? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because he can take it down to that one second. Oh, yeah, and he will. And then he'll come right back and throw it at eight seconds. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Mix up your pace. Bro. Mix it up. Have your foot up as soon as that dude's looking at your face or hold him in his position. Oh, yeah, mix it up. We're gonna see we're gonna see a lot more gamesmanship with with pace mixing up pacing, I think, I think, than we've seen the last several years. Well, so that's why I wanted to figure out what the hitters feel. And I went to found Aaron Judge quote. Aaron Judge says he likes it. He's quote, I think you can kind of play around with it a little bit. I think it definitely speeds up the game. And he says, anything that kind of keeps a pitcher moving and on the go and hopefully keep him out of breath, I'm looking forward to it. The interesting thing is the juxtaposition between what Mad Max is saying and what Aaron Judge, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Sport, has now said <laughs> is there those don't add up. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing is guys like Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer is well conditioned. He can throw nine innings. Oh, yeah. Not every pitcher is well conditioned and can throw nine innings. That you're going to get guys who would take their time and stand behind the mound, catch their breath, really slow things down, right? And that was part of the reason it was taking so long. But now you've got to go. You don't have time to take a breather. You've got to to throw those pitches and keep the game moving now. Right. And I think it's it could separate the good from the great, just like a lot of things do with with more endurance and and more challenging uh, feats and sports that some of the good pitchers are going to wear out and maybe only last three or four innings because they're gassed, depending on how long those first couple innings go. I agree. So hit the hit the morning track and start uh, conditioning, guys. Yeah, they're going to be better to. for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brick, okay, tell the, us about larger bases. Yeah, listen, okay? <laughs> is, it is happening. There are people are talking about it. J.J. Cooper from Baseball <laughs> America reported the following statistics. I thought this was awesome. He says, teams are averaging 1.08 steal attempts per game so far. That's nearly 40% increase from 0.77 attempts per game in spring training last year. The success rate is also up. Last year in spring training, teams succeeded 73% of the time. This year, the rate is 78%. So not only is it happening, but it's happening more successfully. And he said, I, I continued reading, I think he quoted the statistic was, if this persists, not only the stolen base attempts, but that the same success rate, and it's a 20% increase or something like that, then we're going to see the most stolen base success rate since like 87 or something like that. It's a game of inches, Brig. Bro, I was like, woo, <laughs> this is so exciting. I told, know, I told you know, years ago. 
I know, but <laughs> stolen bases, we everybody steals more bases in spring training than they ever attempt in the regular season. Well, because you got guys trying to common. make the club. Yeah, they're more aggressive. Right. But I, that's why I thought it was interesting what he said about if this persists, because if it does, we are going to see way more interesting baseball this year. And on top of that, there's no shift. So being in a strategic position for a bam-bam play is now even more important. And I, I got to be honest, the shift is the one rule that has been way less splashy and noticeable. Um, I think we all wondered if this was going to be the big deal, but it is way overshadowed by pitch clock and oh, yeah. larger bases, like way. So right. I, how long do you think it'll take for for the rest of the baseball world or for us to start really going, oh, okay, that has been a big factor? May. You think by May? I think you're going to see guys who hit into shifts, like hit into the shift a lot last year. They're yeah. going to be getting on base more. Like I watching that game today, I was watching the Mariners and White Sox, and they're still putting the shortstop just to the left of second base. Right. He's still playing at the middle. Yeah. You know, and and that's but that second baseman, this is the difference. This is the second baseman's on the dirt. So yeah. Jared Kelnick hit a ball right at the White Sox second baseman. And he like he's lucky he made the play on it because it ate him right up. Mm. But if he stand out in right field, that's a routine ground ball. Right. You know, I, or I guess it's a hard hit ground ball, not routine, sure, but it's a hard, hard hit, hit ground yeah, ball. Yeah. 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 But this was a freaking rocket that he got in front of him, <laughs> made it he got some leather on instead. Yeah. So That's it'll make awesome. a difference. And I think yeah. it'll be that quick that we're gonna notice it, especially as guys start to get a little bit more towards uh mid season form and start to really feel get get the feel back for the season. Yeah, it'll be yeah. it'll be early. Cool. So. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Sports yeah. SB Nation poll, 55% of fans like the shift ban, and 59% of fans like the stolen bases or the larger bases. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> larger bases always cracked me up because, like I said, everybody was making such a joke out of them. Like, it's like, I'm that big of a deal. Get over it. Right. And I'm glad to see that most people are fine with it. So there yep. we go. So you we talked about the pickoff, pickoff rule. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that. Um, it turns out 42% of fans like this change. I don't know why. It keeps the game moving. Pickoffs make me crazy. Me too. Too many for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, position player pitching, uh, they have a little bit of a role. Honestly, we're not even going to notice this, I don't think. Uh, it's just 34% of fans support this change. I think, I think what it is is fans liked seeing position players pitch because it was a novelty. But totally. it stopped becoming such a novelty last year and the year before, and so thirty-four percent of fans supporting this. I don't. I don't know if they necessarily like understand what it means. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love seeing the position player. Well, yeah, but do you like seeing it as much as you've seen last year? Well, no. Right. Okay. Here you go. That's you're just it. glad Pujols got a chance. Okay. We That's are. all you're happy about. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted. I wanted uh, Yadi to get a chance too. That was awesome. Yeah. Agreed. Fantastic. Um, and then the Manfred man, the ghost runner on second in uh, extra innings. 34% of fans support this garbage. Um, we are in the 70%, obviously. And uh, against I, it. Yeah, I don't know why anybody supports this. I mean, I, I guess I can see, like, well, it makes <clears throat> the game go faster. Yes, it does. But also, like, it's. But it's, not really. It's high school. It's not good. Yeah. So. All right, last thing we have before we take a break. Joey Votto has put in his um, 
his bold prediction for right. the 2023 season. He said <laughs> extraterrestrials arrive on Earth April 15th. The Reds, 12, the 12 and 2 Reds, and the rest of the planet learn from, communicate with, and befriend our alien friends. This process takes five months. Play resumes in October. The Reds sweep the playoffs and are World Series champs. Side note, the aliens ask if I would like to accompany them on their ship back to their planet. I oblige never to be seen again. <laughs> I literally bring my first thought when I saw this. I was like, did Joey Votto just tell us he's going to retire at the end of the year? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually put that on Instagram and somebody goes, please, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw more concerned that. About him, amazing. About him retiring then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Aliens being taken by aliens, yeah. <laughs> well, that's justifiable. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I thought was funny about this, though, was that it takes the world literally shutting down because aliens have invaded and taking five months off, and to be having played 14 <laughs> games for the Reds to win the World Series, and Joey Votto's admitting that. <laughs> <laughs> He knows they don't have a shot today. He knows they have no shot. Start hot, put the season on hold, and then come yeah. back for the playoffs. And that is yeah. it. It is a wrap at that point. Everybody else rode motorcycles and got hurt <laughs> trying to show off for their alien friends. Exactly right. Yeah. And Joey, uh, the Waters other half got haircuts, chess hall, played chess with the aliens and all the 12th yeah. graders, and then came back. And he won the World Series. And that's how he retires and goes off in not into the sunset, but into the galaxy. The World Series champion. (laughs) That's fabulous. Ah, baseball family, we're gonna take a quick break. We come right back. We're gonna finish talking about Bob Costas and his book Fairball. (laughs) Welcome, baseball family, to this installment of the book club. And uh we have some really bad news for you. And some really good news for you. Would you like the bad news first or the good news first? Too bad. You're getting the bad news first. (laughs) (laughs) The bad news is this book, Fairball by Bob Costas, did not age well. And uh, we are deciding to call it what it is and admit that it is far less enjoyable than it was the first time we read it. What do you say, Brad? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Both of us, we read it. What was it? It had to have been 2019, 18. I think it was six years ago because it was before we started doing this show. Yeah, we both read it and really enjoyed it at the time. But since then, a lot has happened. Yeah, a whole lot has happened during that time. And we've gotten to see a lot more behind the scenes stuff about how things work. Um, Part of that has to do with us doing the show and also with the CBA and the and the collective bar or the the lockout everything right yeah, and so we've seen sure. that some of the stuff that he suggested in there just logistically does not work will not it's not feasible and, right and would not make the game better either right That's another thing so and that was that that was kind of a disappointing thing as we continue to read it we started realizing like oh like a, a while ago these things would have worked right but mm-hmm. under the current situation they're not going to work now and and that's a big problem so um we're gonna thank bob for putting out a book that was enjoyable once and we hope he does it again because i'll bet he'd do another one just a wonderful amount of justice yeah in lieu 
of finishing Bob Costas' book, we are going to turn to an oldie and a goodie. One of, if not the, most popular baseball books of all time. Wouldn't you say, Brad? Uh, yeah, I would say so, yeah. The film adaptation, yeah, the film adaptation is incredible, and everybody knows it. It's called The Natural by Bernard Malamud, and we are going to read the crap out of this for our book club now. (laughs) It's super exciting, and what we're going to do is we're going to read 50 pages every couple of weeks, so we'll announce the schedule, Um, but we're going to have, what do you think, two weeks until the next one, Brad? Yeah, let's let's just do every two weeks we'll do book club. Because that gives me a chance to continue to read my pirate stories and also do this. Yeah. So let me just let me go through my copy. Takes uh, page fifty falls in between chapters. So, in in this copy, there are no chapters. Why did they do that? <laughs> no chapters Literally. at all. So no, look, there's no chapter heading. Oh, okay. Or number. So if you're going to get the one I've got, which is the FSG Classic Edition with an introduction by Kevin Baker, it's got a green cover, then we're going to go through 60 pages. And I don't know why there are no chapters. That's weird. <laughs> we're going to go through so 60 great. pages in this edition. The, the first sentence of the, of the page 60 says, At the clubhouse the next morning, the unshaven knights were glum and red-eyed. The end. So read that far. <laughs> if you run into read glum and red-eyed, if you remember, <laughs> if you run into glum and red-eyed, stop. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not like two thirds way down page fifty-seven. No, That's exactly. where we're going to cut it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a reasonable person. Okay, I, I'm reasonable in my attempts to lead a reading group through this wonderful story. And it is very good. Very good. I appreciate it. Thank you. Very, very good. Very, very good. (laughs) Um, We also, we're going to have, I'm just going to tease this. We have another book coming up in a little while. Um, But we'll let you know when we get there as well. Yeah, nice. It is not yet released. We're very excited. Uh, But Baseball Family, don't forget to support the podcast. You can head over to ChinookCedary.com and order yourself some sunflower seeds. Get ready for the season because it'll be here before you know it. And when you do, use code BTPOD and you'll save 10% off. And uh, like I said, support the show because we get a little bit of that when you make those purchases. And also, if you want to, we have some stickers on hand. Mm-hmm. Send us an email in the mailbag. There's a link in the description of every episode. And uh, let us know if you want a sticker and we'll send you a sticker. Or come find us at the World Baseball Classic because we're going to be making it rain stickers as well. Yeah, so. you're right. <laughs> and we're going to be we're going to be in the game and hanging out on uh what is it saturday great britain versus mm-hmm. team usa and then i yeah. think we're going to try and bum around pregame for what was the it? sunday game. Uh, green uh, great uh, usa mexico yeah yeah we're yeah gonna be bumming yeah. around outside usa mexico yeah for sure it's gonna be super exciting i i can't wait I absolutely cannot wait. It's going to be so fun. Um, But also you can support the show um, directly by going over to Patreon, search baseball together. We have four tiers to support $1, $5, $10, and $15 a month. 
uh, each has its own perks but with every single one of them you will get the bullpen cut which is all the extra stuff before after in between everything that we don't show you with the main show you can get all the stories and jokes and extra conversation and stuff like that that we do every single week week and it's a ton of fun isn't it Brig? oh yeah so much fun brad <laughs> yeah <laughs> the baseball family thank you so much uh for joining us we will catch you next week mm-hmm.